Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to episode number seven of the Talking Blues podcast, where Chelsea FC podcast. And today I'm joined by both my co-hosts, Peter and Josh. Um, Peter, how are you doing today? Doing well, doing well. I swear, I, I swear I say the same thing every single time I'm here, but I'm excited. Peter enjoyed his sabbatical um, from the podcast for the past two episodes, but he is back now. Right, Josh? It's very exciting. Yeah, you, you cut me off there right in the beginning. Yeah, Peter was enjoying his little two-day, two-episode vacation. It was very exciting for him. All right, so let's move into the big news of the day. Ross Barkley has been sent out on loan to Aston Villa, um, a one-year deal, a one-year loan move. Um, I personally really like it. I don't think he's going to be one of those guys getting a lot of playing time. Never been the biggest Ross Barkley fan. Um, to be honest, just find him very inconsistent. But I think a loan move to a smaller club like Aston Villa where he will – hopefully play every single game. I think he should. Um, I think that's going to be good for him and good for Chelsea in the long run. I kind of, I, I agree and disagree because I agree that, yes, you probably wouldn't get much play time and it's probably better in the long run that we do loan him out, uh, see how he fares at Aston Villa, see how he plays, maybe come back and fight, fight more for a starting role. But also... I feel like he is probably a really, he's a really, really solid midfielder. And overall, I think if we want to fit everyone into the team, we're going to have to, if we want to, if Lampard wants to play Mount, like he obviously does, right? And we also want to play Havertz, and I'm assuming we'd play, rather play Havertz at the 10, that is normal spot at Cam, in let's say a 4-3-3. Mount might have to play... Uh, just as a kind of a box-to-box, which I feel like he's less good at. And I feel like Ross Barkley would probably be a better partner there. Even though I would rather have him outplay, I feel like Ross Barkley might fit better in the system there. But I mean, overall, I think it is positive and better in the long run to see him go out on loan. All right. So the main factor for me is versatility, right? And you're talking about between Mason Mount and him are really the two players that every game I'm like, oh, who's going to be on the bench? Who's going to be starting? You're not really having that with Havertz. You're going to, or at least Frank Lampard is planning on starting him whenever he can. Um, but the, the versatility factor with Mason Mount is he's able to play uh, on the wing position and in the center mid, center attacking mid positions. 
compared to Ross Barkley, where you only really see him, his main position being the center attacking mid position. So I think that it's fine having him go on loan for now. Uh, he's obviously a little bit, I mean, he's not up there in age, but what is he, like 25, 26 years old? So it's, it's interesting that we're putting him on a loan. Uh, but he's able to stay in the, stay in the Premier League with Aston Villa. And, uh, I, you know, I think we'll see what happens. I think it's a really good move for Aston Villa, by the way, looking at it from their perspective. One of those teams who, you know, kind of needs to stay up. Um, they're definitely down there. Uh, in that relegation race. And I think a player like Ross Barkley adding to Jack Grealish could really help them uh, propel them up the table. So I really like the move from their standpoint. Um, I like it from ours as well. Uh, You know, it's just a little bit upsetting. We're losing some depth, right? Um, Obviously we're playing a lot of games in a tight period uh, like we do every season, but even more this season. Um, So I'm, I'm, that's the only thing I'm a little bit upset about, but besides that, I'm uh Pretty happy with the decision. Um, moving on to the game yesterday, the Carabao Cup uh, round four or the round of 16. Uh, Tottenham-Chelsea. Chelsea fall to Tottenham 5-4 on penalties after a 1-1 draw in regular time. Main highlights, Mendy started. Eric Dyer had to take a bathroom break in the middle of the game. And Jose Mourinho chased him down the tunnel. Any other thoughts? Um, before I say my thoughts, I just want to uh, I just want to talk about Barkley. I would much rather have seen Barkley stay and Loftus-Cheek go out on loan just because I think Barkley is been, is a better player overall and Loftus-Cheek kind of needs more to get his form back and I think going to someone maybe like Aston Villa would be better for him. But now, moving on into my thoughts for the, uh, of the game, I thought Mendy overall... He played. He played. He played really well. He made a. Uh, he made a couple great saves, and overall, really didn't do anything that I would ex- have expected Kepa to do. He did drop that one claw- cross, but I mean, Kepa wouldn't have even come out for it, and who knows what would have happened if he didn't come out for it. And that one goal that was completely not his fault, and and I'll also say Chilwell for his debut, starting. I mean, his first start. He played overall pretty good. He had one, I think it was that dangerous ball he had once. And I mean, you could tell that we missed him as soon as he went out. Emerson is, uh, Emerson is not good. I'll just leave it at that. He came in and did absolutely nothing. It was all negative once he came in. But I'm not sure if that, it's, that's his fault. Not the defense as a whole. But I think pretty much we played really well. And he was kind of just like there. I mean, he just didn't play well. The one thing I would like to mention when it comes to Mendy is that, and and it's hard, it is, but he didn't even save a single shot when it went to penalties. Uh, And then you obviously had Mason Mount. It it was just a tough loss for Chelsea. You have Mason Mount come up, and he just doesn't even hit the net. Uh, He hit what, the the crossbar, Alex, I think you you told me? He he hit the post, the left post, kind of went on the Mm -hmm. outside of the post. Not just kind of disappointing there. Mendy, it was kind of an odd penalty shootout with no fans. It's really weird. Um, I definitely know that Mendy up against, you know, some pretty decent penalty shooters. They obviously have Harry Kane, Eric Lamella, who are some pretty decent ones there. So I don't exactly blame him for not being able to stop penalty. I was pretty just happy to see him 
um, do normal goalie things that don't result in goals. Oh, one thing, uh, Josh, you did say, I, you wish you saw him uh, save more. I mean, obviously, yeah, you'd want to see him save a couple, but I mean, I mean, Larice didn't save any either, and he's arguably one of the best in the prem. Yeah. The only one that didn't go in was just we just missed. I mean, neither of them saved anything. I think it was more just good penalties and less of goalkeeping. But then, I mean, that's pretty much all you can do on penalties. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's just you know, I wish we could see it in the in the debut of of Edward Mendy to just you know save one or two of those. But yeah, I completely understand. And and like you said, on the other side, Lloris, who's, I mean, the goalkeeper for France, he didn't even save one. So, yeah, you're definitely right. One thing many Chelsea fans were upset about right after the game is that uh, Timo Werner did not take a penalty kick, which was obviously very odd. We heard after the game from Frank Lampard that he was having some cramps, uh, hence why he did not take a penalty kick, uh, just to clear that up for everyone. But, uh... Yeah, um, one more thing. I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but Eric Dyer going to the bathroom in the middle of the game, that is not something you see very often. It is not something you see very often. That was uh, interesting. Ooh, I'll just say that. It was interesting. But, I mean, at least it wasn't, it wasn't like a player that had to get, like, completely just taken off. Uh, it, and let's change the topic. What uh, I saw a lot of people joking about on Twitter um, because after Mason Mount missed the penalty, Dyer came over to console him and, you know, kind of touched his face and everyone's like, oh, we hope he washed his hands when he was down there in the locker room, but uh, we'll have to see there. Um, I guess let's move on to the preview of our Crystal Palace game that Chelsea will be playing this weekend on Saturday. Um, so let's get into kind of, the lineups, I guess, obviously we'll talk about, you know, their weapons after, but who do you have? Uh, we'll start with Josh as your goalkeeper going into um, this week against Crystal Palace. Um, and it's tough because I don't know how many days that Lampard's going to want Mendy to rest. Uh, if he wants to give Kepa another chance, or if he wants to have Willie Caballero start, who didn't really look good last weekend. Um, I'm going to go Mendy. I'm going to go Mendy. I think Edward Mendy is going to start for Chelsea. Uh, if it goes other, uh, you know, another way, I think it's going to be Kep- uh, not Kepa. Sorry, I don't think it's going to be Kepa. He was in my brain. Uh, I think it's going to be Caballero, and then Kepa's the, like the third option if I'm going to go one, two, three. But I think Mendy will start for Chelsea uh, this weekend. Um, I'm not really sure. I think I think he might try to. I feel like he might try to play, I'm not sure, probably Kepa, because I think he wants to see, okay, this is how Mendy played in his debut. Uh, That's how he fared. And I mean, then say, okay, Kepa's now coming in against a team that's, even though Spurs didn't field their strongest side, obviously, a team that's probably worse than Spurs, and see how Kepa does. And as kind of like, comparing them it's easier to compare when they're playing back-to-back games but I mean I wouldn't be surprised if he starts Mendy again but I don't think it's going to be Caballero I think it'd be Kepa and Mendy I'm going to go Mendy again I don't think Lampard has Kepa in his future plans and I think Mendy will be uh taking that position again uh going to the fullbacks now uh I'll start with this one 
Ivory's James starting on the right-hand side. And the left-hand side's interesting because we have Marcus Alonso. We have Emerson, obviously. I don't think he will be getting the start. Uh, ben Showell not completely fit quite yet. We saw him get taken off a little bit early in that game against Tottenham. So I see Cesar Aspilicueta sliding over to the left side um, to play left back, in my opinion. Josh? So um, I'm going to go Aspie is going to play right back. Um, and then left back, you know, Marcus Alonso did not look that good uh, in the game against West Brom. So I don't really have him starting. Uh, if you want to have Chilwell start again, that might be the, 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 uh, the right thing to do. So I'm going to go Ben Chilwell. Uh, another player, though, that I'm nervous isn't going to start, and this is going to be wrong because Lampard wants to give him some rest uh, in between games. Um, so, so him and Mendy, I'm, like, iffy about, but we'll see what happens. For me, I personally think Frank might shift to uh, kind of uh, three, uh, three back, obviously, it's three four three. And so I think at the back we'll have SP as right center back, uh, Thiago Silva's center center back, and then Zuma at left center back. I think he might try to switch it up again, even though I don't really like how he changes his formation so much. I think he might want to, obviously, because if, if Chilwell isn't fit, I think it's Alonso playing at more of like a left wing back role is better than having seeing if him or uh, Emerson at left back. So I think we'll, we'll, we'll go three back. All right. So you're going with that three at the back there uh, this weekend for Chelsea. I think Josh and I will be going with the four at the back. So Josh, who do you have at your two center back spots? Um, I'm, I think I'm going to go Zuma and Christensen again. I mean, they look so good in the back. Uh, Tiago Silva, you can talk about the mistakes that he made against West Brom. Actually, no, 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 no. Sorry. Taking that out. I'm going Christensen out. I'm going, I'm going Silva and Zuma. I think Silva will, will start again, even though he's had a bad, a bad, uh, he had a bad game uh, against West Brom. I still think that Lampard is going to value him over Andreas Christensen. So I actually have him starting. Uh, so it's Zuma and Thiago Silva. I have Zuma and Thiago Silva. Also, I definitely see the shout for Christensen there instead of Thiago Silva but I do believe we will be seeing uh, another appearance for Thiago Silva in a Chelsea uniform this weekend. Let's move on. I guess for Peter, uh, your fullbacks, and for uh, Josh and I, we'll go into our center midfield. Well, I guess I'll go into my midfield as well because it's kind of all the same. So on the right, in like right wing, back right mid, uh, Reese James, I think after getting a rest, uh, with SB, obviously we're going to have him back in, and I think those crosses might be pretty dangerous coming in from that side. Then two in the middle, I think it's going to be Mount, because Lampard seems pretty, it's obvious he wants to play Mount a lot, and he feels very confident in him. So I think it'll be Mount and Conte after he got, I guess, a bit of a rest before he came on, uh, and then have him back in the starting lineup, and then obviously Alonso on the left. I think he'll fare better there than if he was playing left back. So for me in my midfield, I have um, N'Golo Kante in that defensive midfield role. Um, I have Mateo Kovacic in that kind of center midfield going back and forth role. 
And kind of in that number 10, as we've talked about, I have Kai Havertz also getting that rest on um, Tuesday against Tottenham. So I am going to go with them in my midfield. Josh? Uh, I'm going Jorginho, then Havertz. I mean, I guess this this isn't in a particular order. I'm going to go Jorginho, Havertz, and I guess Conte. I think I'll I think I'll go with that. Interesting there, Josh. No uh, particular reason for saying interesting, but we'll move on to the forwards. Um, I have Callum Hudson Adoy on the left. I have Mason Mount on the right, and I have Timo Werner up front. Uh, I really like what I see from those guys up top. Mason Mount kind of will rotate with Kai Havertz as we've seen a little bit coming more inside Calum Hudson-Odoi with that pace off the wing, I think will be really nice, um, especially if we're going on that left-hand side uh, with Azpilicueta, who will not get forward as much. I think he's a better fit on that left side. And obviously, Timo Werner has started pretty much every game for Chelsea since he's been here, and I think that streak will continue. I'll go ahead and stay. So... I did see a big news that we didn't mention before, but Pulisic did say, Christian Pulisic did say that he thought he was fit and he was ready to play. So in that, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and put him there going back, going back to getting his left wing uh, spot. And then on the right, even though I don't like him there and I feel he'd much be, he'd be much better in the middle. I think Havertz will play out there, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see if Mount plays out there and then Havertz plays in the center. Now, do we know the update with Pulisic? Is there anything going on there that we know of, like, the, the time that he could be back by? He said, he said that he was, ready, he was ready to play and that he's been missing soccer, so... I think he, I'm not sure if he will play in this game, but he'll be back soon. Interesting. (laughs) Okay, so then in that case, I will go Timo Werner at the striker position, uh, Hudson-Odoi on the right side, and then on the left side, hmm, you know, I was trying to think about, do we have Mason Mount start there? Yeah, I'll go Mason. I'll go Mason Mount. I'll go Mason Mount. All right, so let's go over some other key aspects of the game. Obviously, the biggest threat for Crystal Palace is going to be Wilfred Zaha. Um, We've seen what he's been able to do this season for the past couple seasons. Um, So what kind of threat do you think he will uh, bring to this Chelsea defense, Peter? He's been playing really well. Obviously, he caused a lot of trouble to Man United. And uh, I think we'll need to... Keep him under control. And also, who knows, maybe we'll see uh, Michi uh, come in and we know him well. So we'll see. I I think we just need, as long as we control him and don't let him get into too much space and have time to be crafty and creative and make opportunities, I think we'll be okay. Because I feel like he's pretty much, I don't want to say their only threat, but he's by their biggest threat by far. And it'll be easier to control the game if we try to limit Zaha as much as possible. 
I definitely agree with you there. I think, you know, we can't take this game not seriously because we saw what happened at West Brom. We got, you know, we were down 3-0. It felt like in an instant. So we have to focus. Um, You know, we definitely saw that some of those creative players like Pereira, like uh, Robinson up front there scored two goals against us that we really need to limit the mistakes um, because otherwise we played reasonably well in that game. Just the mistake from Marcus Alonso, mistake from Thiago Silva, mistake from Reese James. That really cost us. Um, so we're going to have to see what we do uh, to tidy up those mistakes and see what uh, Frank does to uh, make sure nothing like that happens again. And hopefully we have a solid win this weekend. Do you think Mitchie Batchwai will will start for Crystal Palace? I don't think they'll start, but I think it's probably likely that he will come on as a sub. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, looking at their lineup from last weekend um, against Everton when they played most recently, obviously IU, Townsend, uh, McCarthy, they signed Eze from QPR, I believe, in the championship. He's been looking uh, pretty good. Uh, I know a lot of teams were interested in him. I know they were able to snag him. Um I'm trying to see Mohamed Sako. You know, no one, no one really crazy, obviously, but definitely those front players with Zaha, Eze, Ayu, Townsend can really, um, you know, cause a threat to us. So we're definitely going to have to be focused on defense. Um, and hopefully we win this game. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, you know, the Blues, the Blues need a win right now. I, I think that's really what it is. We got to draw West Brom, and that was not, you know, that was not good. I did not like celebrating a draw. Uh, I think at the time that I did, it was very exciting, as we mentioned last episode. Um, and then the loss to, to Tottenham and penalties, 5-4, is just, it's just not good. We need, we need the player morale to go up here, and we need Chelsea to get the win. All right, I believe that is it um, for today's episode of Talking Blues. Make sure to go follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod and uh, give us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and share with anyone you know and recommend the podcast. We'd really appreciate it. So that is a wrap for episode number seven, and we'll see you next time. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.